Hey family, in this video, we're going to talk about how many doors do we have open to the enemy? The goal is to answer that question for you. Let's get right into it. I have a lot of points. I don't want to labor too long about it. I want to get right into it. But the first point that I want to uh, labor on is this. God won't open doors for us if we still have open doors to the enemy. Some doors God will not open if we still have open doors to the enemy. So many of us are wanting to for God to open doors for us. We want God to open up relationship doors, professional doors, doors of promotion. But God is saying the reason why I'm not opening those doors is because you have open doors still open for the enemy. Why will God give you access to an area that will then give access to the enemy to the area? So we want to examine our lives today in this video to really assess, hey, what doors do I have open to the enemy? And could those open doors be hindering God from opening doors for us in life? Now, let's get right into a defining what an open door is. Open door refers to either a positive opportunity for spiritual growth or a negative vulnerability to harmful spiritual influences. So an open door meaning I have an open door for God to come in and make changes. See, I have to understand, a lot of us, all of us have certain doors in our lives that are locked to God and open to the enemy or open to God and closed off to the enemy. But it's based upon our ignorance. It's based upon where we are in life that will determine who gets access. So right now, some of us, we have closed doors to God, meaning areas of unforgiveness, areas of bitterness, areas of resentment, areas of pride, areas of lust that we have closed the door off to God, keeping that room uh, owned by the enemy. And, and on the flip side, some of us, we got those same doors closed to God, but open to the enemy. So an open door is any area of our lives that we allow the enemy or the divine to come in to make changes. So some of us right now have to assess what doors in my life or what rooms in my life have I not allowed the Holy Spirit in to clean? Those are some things we got to think about. So we said an open door refers to either a positive opportunity for spiritual growth. God, I want to grow in this area. I want to exceed in this area. I want to grow holistically for your optimal use, God. Or negative vulnerabilities to harmful spiritual influence. Now let's talk about the 15 main doors in our lives. There's 15 main doors in our lives. And then there's other doors and areas in that area's that will open more opportunity for either God or the enemy. Now, there's the outside doors, there's the living area doors, and then there are the intimate doors. Three levels of doors. The outside doors, look, if you think of yourself as a compound, as a house, or et cetera, there's outside doors, then there's living area doors, and then there's intimate doors. Now, the outside doors represent your body. The living area doors represent your soul. And the intimate doors represent your spirit. Now, the scripture that we want to labor on just briefly is the Bible says the thief comes only but to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, how many of us right now have alarm systems? How many of us have uh, uh, home protecting gadgets, if I can put it that way? Uh, 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 shotguns, etc. How many of us, we have uh, barriers and security methods around our homes. Not None of us are going to just leave our doors open at night. Not all of us are going to leave our car doors open at night because we know that we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where people will come in and still. Now, if we have that level of common sense when it comes to our dwelling places or our vehicles, what about ourselves? So many of us, we have so many open doors 
that the enemy's just roaming in and out as he please. Now, their outside doors represents your body. That's the door of taste. That's the door of smell. That's the door of sight. That's the door of touch. That's the door of hearing. Those are the outside doors. How many of us have open doors through our eyes lustfully? That the enemy just walks through. Anytime a girl walks by or a gentleman walks by or whoever walks by, all of a sudden, your eyes can't keep your eyes off. Those are open doors. Anything that catches your eye. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have peripheral. If something walks by you, the sin necessarily is not in the first look. It's in the glance, the second look. So that open door in our eyes, we have to assess what, what is the enemy using to capture our, our sight or sense of sight? That if all this could it just be that all he has to do is bring a woman through to bring a man through? We in sundress season, we in a short sleeve season for men. And could it be that that because that eye hasn't been under control, because that eye has not been what it needs to be, that all of a sudden everything that walks by your eye, it goes through that door. That's why the Bible says <clears throat> the eye is the window to the soul. You can tell the state of a person by their eyes. So what about that door of your eyes? What about the doors of your ears? Who do you always listen to? If the enemy knows that you always lend an ear to people who cannot extend your life or help your life, then all he has to do is use those words. How many words that have already been heard? It's not the words that you're hearing now. It's words you already heard that's still keeping you from being a part of God's heard or is keeping you from hearing God, etc. How many of us have not guarded that door of our ears that we listen to different podcasts, listen to different music, listen to different movies, and we open our doors of our ears to everything, and then we actually believe what we hear? Now, what about the door of touch? How many of us have awakened love before it's time because we touched or been touched? And the enemy knows that all it takes is a little touch here or there for you to get over there to find yourself not in a level of purity. So the touch door, the eye door, the ear door, what about the nose door? What about the nose and taste door? Could it be that you're still um, being imprisoned by your taste buds and by what you smell? So we have all these outside doors that gives the enemy entry. Now, why does the enemy use those outside doors? Because he knows he's trying to get to something more valuable. He goes through our eye doors or he uses the different tentacles of his satanic system demons and and those associated with the demonic activity and and the satanic agenda through different areas of culture through movies television shows podcasts influencers all these different people who have bowed down to the satanic system he's using them to get certain seeds and occupancies through those different doors and if you're not aware you'll be opening your eye door ear door touch door smell door taste door to any and everything and all of a sudden you find yourself in a state of captivity and then getting mad at God because God has to open certain doors that you desire. So we have to understand that this world that we live in is endeavoring to get in, to get something more valuable. So the thief comes only but to steal, kill, and destroy. So his goal is to see what doors outside of this person's life can I get in? Now, he wants to then get into the living areas of our lives. So we see that all of us have a door at the fence. We have a door, a back door, a side door, a front door. We have windows. We have different entry places on the outside that represents our five 
sense. Now, the living areas, that's access to the kitchen, access to the living room, access to the to the bathroom, access to the basement, access to the attic. Those are living area doors. Those doors represent the soul. The enemy knows that if I can get in through the eyes, the ear, the touch, the taste and the smell, then I can start living inside of a person because he uses influences to get himself inside spiritually, demonically controlling you by accessing, uh, accessing and dwelling in your soul area. Now, the soul doors are these thoughts, emotions, ideas, knowledge, your perspectives, your memories, and your skills. So there's total 15 doors. The outside doors are five. The living area doors are seven. He then wants to get in <clears throat> through these different trigger points where there's no security systems, where there's no mind being renewed. He gets in through these different outside doors to then live inside of our thoughts. How many of us tend to think more negatively or are limited by limiting beliefs than we are empowered by empowering beliefs and knowing who we are in Christ? He dwells, these demonic influences dwells in our thought realms. All of a sudden we think uh, uh, lower than we should, or we think of ourselves more highly than we should, or we start thinking left and not thinking in the right direction, keeping us from going down the straight path that God made straight. And so we have to say, okay, what access points have I allowed a man to now dwell into my thoughts? Now I'm limited by my limiting beliefs. Now I'm, I'm thinking all over the place and I can't even find my place. The second area is uh, doors in our living areas are our emotions. How many of us are so easily triggered by what we see, easily emotionally triggered by what we hear, easily triggered by who bumps into us and whatever? See, the Bible says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. The soundness of our mind stabilizes our emotions. And if we allow all these different things, whether they entered 10 years ago, 10 minutes ago, or when we was first in our in, in, in the early ages of our stages of our early years of our lives, either way, however they entered, because some of us don't even know how long the demon been living with us. So many of us, we don't even know how long demons have been living with us. And the issue is some of these demons have been generationally involved in our lives. And so what they're saying is, how can I have the same impact because they're territorial. They want to know how can I can how can I have access to a family for generations? And there comes a time at your age now where you gotta say, hey, I gotta make sure that I don't got mama's demon trying to live with me, daddy's demon trying to live with me, great great grandma's demon trying to live with me. Because demons are gonna try to find a new home. Once your dad died, your mom died, you think those, those demons went along their way? No, they're coming along your way to how can we continue to perpetuate these ideals and these habits? Look at your life right now. Look at what's happening in your life right now. Are there any similarities to what happened in your mama's life? Did mama have a baby out of wedlock? Did grandma have a baby out of wedlock? Did grandma's mama have a So what is happening now? Is 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 it was your dad hooked on porn? Your great-granddad? What's happening in your life right now? It could be that it could be a generational uh, uh, uh occupancy of your legacies. And so they want to occupy your emotions to make you so easily triggered. So who who or what is still dwelling? in your thoughts, still dwelling in your emotions. Who owns the prominent real estates of your life? The next door or access, because doors are just entryways. The, people don't come and steal doors. 
No one's coming after your door. They just want the door open. They want what's behind the door. They want what's the valuables behind the door. So nobody really just, some people come and they just want to steal what's in your yard. That's cool. Demons may say, I just want to steal their lawnmower <laughs> because everything else is guarded. There may be some areas outside of your body they still trying to steal, but they really want to get into that living room. They really want to get into that kitchen. They really want to get to deeper areas. And, and, and they want to control your thoughts and your emotions because they can keep you from going to where God wants you to go. The next one are our ideas. They want access to your ideas. They want you to create things that will continue to feed this, this demonic engine. They want you to create sinful ideas. How can I get her? How can I manipulate her? Creating ideas of manipulation, creating ideas of deceit, creating ideas of cutting corners. So the enemy wants to get in occupancy of your soul realm to start dictating what you do outside your doors. Now, all of a sudden, now you got certain flags hanging outside your door, letting you know, letting the spiritual world know that this person's owned demonically. This person's oppressed demonically. They're now stating their claim, building strongholds, saying we occupy this person's life. We're destroying this person's life. We can enter in and exit anytime we want. We can trigger her emotionally anytime we want. We can get him thinking crazy anytime we want. So they want to create ideas. How can you create even more deceptive, manipulative ideas instead of God-centered, purpose-driven ideas? Next, the next door inside our soulish realm <clears throat> that gives them access to the rooms behind those doors are our knowledge. He wants to get to what you know. He don't want you to know God's word. He wants you to know more about LeBron's stats than you know about Jesus' stats. He wants you to know more about who's the GOAT between LeBron or Michael versus knowing who the lamb is. He wants you to know so much about politics and knowing uh, the Republicans or Democrats or whether whether it's Trump or Biden or, or the new guy, whoever it is. He wants you to be so caught up in everybody else's statistics, knowing everything else about everything else, but what you need to know about your life and what you need to know about the word of God that will really sustain you throughout eternity. What's in your knowledge bank right now? What do you want? What do you know? Do you know how to overcome sickness? Do you know how to overcome a fear? Do you know the word of God enough to overcome what's coming against you? What do you know? That you can rattle off like that. He wants to get into that knowledge area. He wants you to start to, to, to increase that knowledge bank with stuff that won't take you to the bank. The bank to get money or the bank to get washed by the banks of the river and get yourself cleansed. He also wants to get access to your perspectives. How can I open that door of perspective and get inside that room? So I could change the way you see what you see. Now I could change the way you see men. I could change the way you see women. I could change the way you see relationships. I could change the way you see yourself. I could ultimately change the way you see God. Now the way you perceive a thing will be incorrect versus the correct perception of that thing. He wants to determine your worldview. Next, for time's sake, I gotta keep going, I got a lot of points. Then your memories. He. That's why you have to be very, very, very careful of how you move. Because significant movements create significant memories. And the ultimate, one of the greatest weapons the enemy has against us are our memories. Because you can't erase them. <laughs> so what mama did to you, you can't erase it. What daddy did to you, you can't erase it. What whoever did to you, you can't erase it. All right? And so if you can't erase it, then you can't embrace it. You can't say, you know what? It happened to me. 
but I'm going to embrace this and let it change me. Because when I embrace it, then I can erase the stench of it. I can erase the pain of it. Now I can actually gain from it and help somebody overcome the pain that I once overcame. So we see, and last but not least, get to your skills. Some of us were just very good at sinning, but not very good at winning. Big difference. A lot of us, we're so good at sinning, but when it comes to eternity, we're not very good at winning. So he wants to get through the five major doors outside of us to get into the living areas that are access, that actually have open doors to it, <clears throat> to get access to our uh, thoughts, emotions, ideas, knowledge, perspectives, memories, and skills. So we see open doors. It's not necessarily they want the doors. They just want the doors open to get access to the valuables beyond. So what are the valuable thoughts that you haven't thought yet? What are the valuable ideas you haven't created yet? What are the valuable emotions of compassion that you haven't expressed yet? What are those valuable perspectives that can alter a way a person sees a thing to see it correctly and how God wants them to see? What about all those different valuables that the enemy has robbed you from having the opportunities of having? The skills. The, 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 the talents, the knowledge, the, the things that, that he wants to occupy those areas so those areas will never be filled by the Holy Spirit's deposits. Now, what's the intimate doors and what's behind those intimate doors? See, the devil wants to get to you. <laughs> See, you're not a body. You're not a soul. You're a spirit. You're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body, my friend. And your spirit is who you really are. Your spirit has three, two to three doors. That's the personality, the access to your personality, access to your gifts and talents. That's what the enemy's after. The enemy doesn't want your spirit to be enlightened by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you to be separated for God's use. See, God wants to use your personality, your gifts and talents to be so illuminated by the spirit of God that it shines through your soul and touches the people with your body. See, how many of us right now, personality has been altered? We've become a copy versus an original that we've downplayed who we really are to be like somebody else. And now we're just carbon copies of carbon monoxide, carbon copies of something that was not meant to be who we were supposed to be versus being our original self with oxygen that can truly breathe and help other people breathe. How many of us are causing people to die, suffocate because we're carbon copies, putting out carbon monoxide, keeping from people to living up to who they need to be versus being oxygen, oxygenated uh, originals that are able to help people breathe better and breathe for the first time. See, God made you an original. And when you embrace your originality and then you then you submit your 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 gifts and talents to the master, which then leads you to mastery and mastering your craft, because the Bible says your gift makes room for you. And how many of us stuck in these closets when God created us for big rooms? And all of a sudden now, when the enemy doesn't want you to be illuminated by the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit of God, personality just drenched in anointing, drenched in originality, drenched in authenticity, to the point to where now your gifts and talents are now in the stages of mastery. 
And now your thoughts have been uh, renewed because now when the spirit of God lets you know that you have been accepted by God, that God loves you and that you fearfully and wonderfully made. When that gets into your spirit, that's why the Bible says the word of God is sharp, is active, sharper than any two-edged sword, meaning that the Holy Spirit is the word of God gets in there and it activates certain things. The word of God is active. It activates certain things that eliminates uh, uh, eliminates the, the dirt off of you and then illuminates the good inside of you, the talents and gifts. So that now the Holy Spirit can then shine through your personality, shine through your gifts and talents. And then that hope and that glory and that love of God, that acceptance of God, then begins to open up those different doors in your soulless realm. And now the Holy Spirit is now renewing your thoughts. Now you're thinking on things that are above. Now you're thinking on things that are pure and lovely. Now your emotions are at ease. Now you're a patient person. Now you're a person of peace now. Now all of a sudden, now your ideas are God-centered. And now you're creating ideas of generational wealth that impacts your children's children. And all of a sudden, now your, your knowledge is, is so deep in the Word of God. Now your discernment is deep. Now, now you have understanding. Now, because it's one thing to know. The enemy just wants you to know about stuff. That's a lot of people that got they know all they know the Bible from front to end, but they have no understanding. See, God wants to take you from knowledge to understanding to application. <laughs> application means I understood. Understood means that I know. So when you go from knowledge to understanding to application, then my friend, you can impact the nation. Then your perspective change. Now you see God the way he was supposed to be seen. Now you see yourself the way you're supposed to see yourself. Now you begin to see everything and everyone else in his original self. And then your memories, now you remember differently. Oh, I, see, 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 the thing about life, you have to look beyond what happened to you. You got to look at what happened for you. <laughs> when I look back at my past, see, I, I look above what happened to me and I see what happened for me. And that's the cross. I see what happened for me, what Jesus did for my life. Now, when I see the cross, now everything that crossed in between, I see it differently. And the next man, your skills change. Now you become a master of your craft. Now you're skillful at, at, at your emotional intelligence at a certain level. Just all these great things begin to happen. So we see these 15 doors are the main doors. But now let's talk about uh, quick things that open doors to the enemy. So, so there are certain doors in you that's closed. Certain doors that are open. Now, let me tell you these quick six or seven things, maybe five things that has a door open to the enemy. Number one is ignorance. Ignorance can open doors to the enemy because when we lack knowledge and understanding, we may unknowingly engage in harmful behaviors or make uninformed decisions. Ignorance. Some of us, we just got doors open. We don't even know. Some of y'all, I say ten church right now, you don't even know. Some of y'all, some, some, so many people right now are just got open doors because they're ignorant. They don't even know. They're not able to properly discern. They're not able to accurately discern. They're ignorant. They're ignorant about their food. So now, now cancers and stuff is inside their body because of what they eat. They and, and cancerous thoughts and cancerous emotions and cancerous things that destroys the insides because they're ignorant. They don't even know. They don't even know that they're loved by God, etc. So they're just ignorant. Number two, negligence. Negligence can open doors to the enemy because when we fail to take proper care or overlook important matters, we become vulnerable to potential harm or negative influence or consequences. What are you negligent over? All these points I'm going over for myself, too. This is not something that you can overcome today. You got to be a watchman. 
You got to have such a desire for legacy, such a desire for eternity that you keep your eyes open. Okay, what open doors do I have in my life? There has to be some level of impactful desire that says, hey, these are the doors I want our love for God to open for me, that God actually wants to open for you. Then that will spark some level of watchfulness. Okay, if I want those doors open for me, if I want my gift to make room for me, if I want to get beyond these doors and see what's in the rooms of marriage, to see what's in the rooms of parenting for me, what's in the rooms for success for me, then I'm going to make sure I close these doors to the enemy now. And we're going to talk about how in a minute. Negligence, just not caring for things, overlooking what really matters. Number two, impatience. Impatience can open doors to negative influence because when we act impulsively or rush into decisions, we might make choices that have detrimental outcomes or lead us astray from our values and from God. See, we see how impatience, we're just rushing through doors. <laughs> how many how many people rushed into marital doors and now that what the doors that man has opened to him and the doors that she has opened to her, now it's open to you. So now the end, that's why you got to be very careful who you get in a relationship with. Because you, you don't know what doors they got open. And see, the thing about doors is that you don't know what consequence that comes with them. We don't know how many, we don't even know if that person has an infestation of demons in them. We don't even know what are the, what are the ramifications. We don't even know if that person even wants sanctification. And so when you marrying somebody whose who daddy door is open, whose mama door has been been open, and 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 mama and mama's personality and daddy's personality and and their demons can rush through that door and to end the corridors of your life, all of a sudden now you're finding yourself yoked up with someone that you should have never been yoked up with, all because you're impatient. And now you got a baby in the, in the picture now, and now the baby got to suffer because y'all didn't take the time to make sure those doors was closed. That's why you just can't be impatient. We just can't be impulsive. We got to discern a thing because we don't know what kind of doors they have and who all lives with them. Do you know people are married with, with more than just one person? Like, like it's not polygamy. It's like demonically. <laughs> like, like, we don't know how many demons that person has. We don't know how many people still living in their memories. It may not even be a demon. Tyrone's still living in her memories. Tiffany's still living in his memories. Tyrone's still living in his memories. And we talking about other areas. And, and Sandra's still, like, how many people, friends, mamas, people's uh, 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 personalities and influences are still living in the thoughts of a person, still living in the memories of a person, still living in the knowledge of a person? And now you're married to more than just one person. All because we were impatient. Nonchalance. Nonchalance can open doors to negative influence because when we adopt a careless or indifferent attitude, we may not recognize potential danger to take appropriate precautions. Being, being uh, uh, nonchalant. Nonchalance be like, you know what? Hey, man, I'm just going to go at my own pace. Man, you opening doors, keeping you from running and winning your race. Next is importance. I think I have another one in here that I forgot to put here. Uh, let me see. Yeah, importance and assurance. So importance. Importance can open doors to negative influence demonically because when we excessively value material possessions or worldly desires, we may prioritize them over spiritual well-being, leaving us vulnerable to negative influences. So what's most important? 
If God is not of utmost importance, and then you're not of utmost second importance to yourself, and then all of those dear and dear are not thirdly important to you, then my friend, things will be deported from you. Things won't get access to you. How many of us, we made number tens, number ones? How many of us, we, we made number 15s, number twos? Things and people who should have been number 15 in life, we're making them number two in our life. Things that should have even never been in our top 100, we're making them number one in our life. Things that weren't even supposed to ever be on our list, we got them in our top five. Importance. Next one is insurance. I got it written here. <clears throat> Not feeling assured of God's love can open doors to negative influences leading to self-doubt vulnerability to harmful behaviors and seeking validations from unhealthy sources embracing god's love shields against negativity and empowers a confident life so we said ignorance we said negligence we said impatience we said nonchalance importance assurance i have some other points unresolved sin failing to address and seek forgiveness for sinful behaviors or actions can create a vulnerabilities in our lives so what sins have you left unresolved? What sins have you left unconfessed? What 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 areas of your mind have you yet to allow the Holy Spirit to renew? And that's for me as well. Negative thought patterns, allowing persistent negative thoughts such as fear, doubt, or self-criticism can impact mental and emotional well-being, opening doors. Unhealthy relationships, being involved in toxic or harmful relationships can negatively affect one's emotional and spiritual health, opening doors to the enemy. Engaging in occult or dark practices, involvement in occult practice or any form of divination can be seen as inviting negative spiritual. We're talking about uh, 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 zodiac signs, all that different stuff. Like, like the devil wants to make dark things uh, uh, not seem so dark. And then when you start engaging in it, all of a sudden now they stamping you with it. And now you opening doors to them because now you're being led by your zodiac and not land, led by the spirit of God. <clears throat> And neglecting spiritual connection with God, ignoring or neglecting one's spiritual health and spiritual discipline can create a void that will have people become exploited. Now, five ways to close these doors, and I'm going to do a quick Q&A. Five ways to close these doors and lock them from the enemy and ensuring that the enemy can't come in through those doors, hindering you from keeping or keeping you from going through the doors that you want to go through that God has to open for you or wants to open to you. Number one, prayer and faith. Strengthening your relationship with God. See, I'm going to be talking about spiritual disciplines, things that we got to do spiritually. A lot of people, they just want the, the God just come down and just change things. No, 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 no. There's some, there's some cooperations. <laughs> And disciplines, prayer and faith, strengthen your relationship with God through prayer and cultivate a deep faith. See, prayer is where you can say, God, I'm venting. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling, God. This is what these are the, these demonic ideas, God. These are some selfish and carnal ways, God. I'm praying to you. Help me, oh God. And cultivate a deep faith, knowing that God is faithful. So when the enemy tries to knock on that ear door, no, I don't I don't entertain self-doubt. When when the enemy's trying to get to that thought door, you like, I don't think on those things anymore. So now those doors are locked up. They got a code now. The enemy once had a key, and now he got a code. Now, for instance, when we went to the beach this past week, the door that we had on the outside had a keypad. And only those who had the code can get in. And I'm sure once we left, they changed the code. 
so that we can no longer get back in that abode if we haven't paid the fee. The same is with us. Even though the enemy once lived in you, once it's time for him to go, change the code. <laughs> change the code. The code between you and God is, hey, you don't live here no more. This ain't your abode no more because you don't have the code no more. <clears throat> so you got to cultivate. So the Bible says, not the Bible, this point here says, seek his guidance to discern which doors are aligning with his will and close those that lead to harm. So now you got to close those doors. You got to literally get a sheet of paper and I want you to write down every door in your life. Use those 15 doors as an example. Write down all five outside doors and write down everything that has clearance or access through your ears, through your eyes, through your touch, through your taste, through your smell. Write down every person, write down every appetite, write down every addiction. Then I want you to go to your soul. I want you to write down every thought that haunts you, every thought that's limiting you. Write down every memory that's hindering you. Write down every idea devilishly and selfishly and carnal that you've been creating of manipulation and deceit or ideas to uh, to or, 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 cult or developing ideas of different projects that God never told you to be on. Then I want you to write down in all those different areas. Then I want you to write down your gifts, talents, and personalities. What is strongholding you from being you? What is keeping you from mastering your gifts and talents? Right? And then I want you to begin, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, begin to say, okay, I need to literally close these different doors. I got to ask myself, how much of my relationship with God am I cultivating? Like, when was the last time I read my Bible and I allowed my Bible to read me? When was the last time I prayed to God and I actually listened for God to answer that prayer and however he wants to answer? When was the last time that I, that I allowed my praise to raise? Because when you raise your praise, everything raises to the level of your praises. Number two, repentance and forgiveness. This, this is the main area that we have to close the door. Acknowledge and repent of any sinful behaviors or negative attitudes. Embrace forgiveness. See, in order for me to forgive, I have to embrace God's forgiveness. See, no matter how many sins were done against you or how many sins you've done against a person, those two together cannot, cannot even come close to the sins you have done towards God. And if God has forgiven all of those sins, then I can't help but forgive these sins. And if you can't forgive your mom, if you can't forgive your dad, if you can't forgive your brother, see, many people think forgiveness is letting that person go free. So they don't want to forgive. Forgiveness is setting you free to move on. Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Imagine if Jesus harbored all of those individuals offenses towards him, attacks towards him. What if he held an offense against the person that put the nail in his left and the guy who put the nail in his right and the same person, another person that put the nails in his feet? What about the person that slammed those crowns on his head? What about the one that got the cat of nine tails and ripped his back open to the point to where you saw his kidneys and spleens and you saw his intestines hanging out the side? But what about, what if he harbored that offense against the person that beat him? so bad that his mama couldn't even recognize his face was so swole more swole than a person coming out of a trash or coming out of a ufc fight imagine will we even be where we are today no we wouldn't 
embrace forgiveness and let go of bitterness, resentment, or hatred to close doors that may attract negative spirits. So if you don't forgive that person, the enemy will always use that person to hinder you from going forward. Forgiveness is giving you the opportunity to go forward. Number three, scripture and discernment. Regularly study the Bible to gain wisdom and discernment. The word of God is a light. It's a, it, it's a light in you. It's a lamp into your feet, a light to your path. But right? you got to become a light. And in order to become a light, you have to be enlightened. In order to be light in, you got to get into the word. Use the teaching of scripture as a guide to identify potential open doors and make choices that align with God's principles, patterns. So you got to go to God's word and say, okay, God, have I truly heard your word? The issue is, and I'm going to talk about this later on sometimes, is that we don't study the Bible. Secondly, we don't allow the Bible to study us. We don't give the Bible time to study us. And so when we really get into God's word, and what I want you to do in that sheet of paper is to begin looking up scriptures that counteract what the enemy is trying to use to act towards you. And then I want you to put that scripture beside it. And I want you to begin to study those scriptures so you'll begin to see how those scriptures would then get into the mixture and close, clean that room and close that door. Next, self-love and positive self-care is a way to close it or cultivate value in yourself and taking care of your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. You create protective barrier against negative influence that way. So now you got to say, okay, I got to take care of my body. I got to start eating better. I got to start watching better. I got to start listening better. I got to start eating better. I got to start feeling better. I got to start thinking better. I got to start uh, emotion, emotion better. <laughs> All that stuff got to get better. Do taking care of yourself. Last and least, I gotta go. I'm gonna do a couple questions. I gotta go. Establishing healthy boundaries. Set clear and healthy boundaries in your relationships and daily life. Learning to say no when necessary and maintaining healthy limits can protect you from being taken advantage of or getting involved in harmful situations. So we see here how to close and lock those doors to the enemy. We gotta pray. And deepen our faith. Number two, we got to repent and forgive. Number three, we got to read the scripture and increase our discernment. Number four, we got to practice self love and self care. And last but not least, we have to incorporate or establishing boundaries. I pray this message was a blessing to you. I pray it's got you thinking. I pray it's got you to a place where you say, man, coach, I want to be completely closed off to the enemy. Because think about this. What doors do you want to open for you? What doors does God ultimately want to open for you? And could it be the reason why that door isn't opening? Because God hasn't given you the code to that door? Because you still have the enemy having access to your life. And if you had a place right now where you say, coach, I want to get from a place of being open to the enemy mentally, open to the enemy physically, to the point where I'm allowing him to steal, kill and destroy my life, even in real time. And you want to get to a place where you're thriving holistically in the things of God, then go to my website, man. I have a lot of great courses. Uh, I have a lot of great opportunities for you to get involved in. Uh, my Mindset Mastery Program, we have 15 to 17, 17 people in that program now, thriving mentally, shifting their lives they shifted their mind. Also, check out that Purpose Mastery Program. Get into those different programs 
check them out and see if they will help you get to a place where you can better unpack these different things in our mentorship programs. Also, check out our website, all that good stuff, all on my website, mycoachjosh.com. Let me ask some questions real quick and get out the way. Joanne, what's going on? The humble one. Hey, coach, what's going on, family? PTL says, hey, coach, do you have any guidance on communication in this world? When to say things, what to say, not speaking too much, including in friendships, family, business, or talking to women? Great question. Full of scripture real quick. Um, let me find a scripture right quick. Here we go. Ephesians uh, 4.29. Let me put it in the chat real quick. If it lets me do it, hold on. Here we go. Ephesians four twenty nine. Family, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and break this down with you as we as we watch this together. Okay, <clears throat> you see the scripture in the chat. It says Ephesians. Uh, I'm gonna see if I'm put it. I'm gonna put it up here with uh, with this. Ephesians four twenty nine says, "Let no corrupting talk." Make sure I find your other question. I can look at it. Simultaneously, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that may give grace to those here. Now, to answer your question, the more you cultivate a relationship with God, the more you begin to cultivate communication with God, because in order to communicate to the world, you got to have strong communication with God because you want the Holy Spirit to communicate through you. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to communicate to you. He won't be able to communicate through you. So you got to say, okay, in what ways am I cultivating strong communication with the Holy Spirit? See, in a communication process, there's the speaker, there's the message, and then there's the receiver. Right. And so now we got to say, okay, I can't examine the, the communicator because the Holy Spirit is perfect. His message is perfect, but I'm imperfect. What is keeping me from receiving? His daily messages. Because if if I don't receive the daily messages, then I can't deliver a daily message. And so you got to examine, okay, how's my communication with the Holy Spirit? How's my communication with God? Am I cultivating, am I creating opportunities to communicate with him? Am I talking to him often? Am I spending time with him? Am I, am I allowing the word to marinate on me? Am I meditating on the word day and night? Right? Because if you can't, if you are not being communicated to, you can't be communicated through. And then you won't know what fits the occasion. We won't even, you won't even know how to build up a person, right? And so when you understand that first, then you'll begin to see fruit in those different areas. Don't the Bible says, even in the other scriptures, don't worry about what you got to say. For the Holy Spirit will speak through you. He says when to say things, what to say, not speaking too much. You don't want to overthink. You don't want to overthink what to say or trying to talk to women or business, etc. When you cultivate strong communication with God, then you will see him supernaturally speaking through. Right now, the Holy Spirit is supernaturally speaking through me. See, it's not me, okay, Holy Spirit, say this through me. No, it's, I've done cultivated such equity in my relationship with God to the point to where I can borrow against that equity. I can use that equity to speak eloquently through the help of the Holy Spirit. Through me, because I know that there, there's relationship there, that, that we vibe and that we click, that we connect. I don't have to worry about what I should say next, because I already know that he already has it coming through me as we speak. Hope to help. He said, I want to learn not to sound foolish, sinful, how to represent myself in the mature. When you mature in God, maturity will shine through you, my friend. 
God bless you, my sister Keandra. Hope you well. Jody Summer says, if God allows us to repent and he forgives us, then why do we still have to face judgment when God is in it? Well, the believer is going to be judged on our works, like what we did for the kingdom. Like, like, like we're going to be judged on how we built on the foundation. Like, I'm going to be highly judged above a lot of people because I'm speaking, I'm teaching. That's why I teach the word. I stay in pocket. Because <laughs> I know when when I when I meet my maker, he's gonna be like, man, yo, <laughs> you twisting this, got these people twisted, right? So when it comes, we're not gonna be judged based upon our sins and stuff. We're gonna be judged based upon uh, uh, the successes of what we did for his glory. Now, about the unrepentant sins, that's between you and him at that point. But when we're talking about like purpose, Bible says those who build on Jesus, some will build with gold, precious stones, some will build with hay and straw, but everybody's work will be tried by fire. Like all of my ministers be tried by fire, the authenticity of them, the, the, the desire and willingness for them to be rooted in God's word, how many people it impacted. And then people, I will be standing before my whole work, all 10 books. All oh, I'm gonna make more books than that, but I'm saying all my books, all my videos, all my, all my stuff is gonna be stand in front of me, every all piled up in front of me, and there's gonna be fire going through them. And if they were authentically done by the Holy Ghost, those things will last. Anything that was done off of selfish intent, that was just whatever, whatever, burnt up. So you gotta think about what you're doing on behalf of Him. At least have something to be tried by fire. Some people can go to heaven empty-handed, and then all of a sudden now. <clears throat> when you are a kingdom street sweeper, when you was meant to, now nah, I ain't gonna go that far. God bless you, my sister. Real quickly, maybe five, ten minutes, I gotta go. Newbie Socha says, hello, which Bible verse do you recommend for a person who feels like they are running out of time because of age to pursue their dreams? Also, Bible verse for God redeeming the time. I'm gonna teach you how to fish, my friend. I want you to do this. I want you to go to Google. I want you to type in scriptures dealing with purpose. I'll, I'll do it with, with you. Scriptures on purpose. Let me make sure I'm looking at you. I uh, feel like they are running out of time. Uh, uh, scriptures on redeeming the time. See, the Bible talks. Okay, there we go. Uh, see, all these verses pop up. So what I want you to do is, I want you to go. I want you to take this question that you have for me, my friend. I'm going to give you a couple to help you, but I want to teach you how to fish. I want you to go and Google and type up scriptures when it comes to purpose, pursuing dreams, redeeming the time. This right here pops up right off the bat. Let me put it up here on the screen for you so you can kind of see what, what I what I do. Um, this right here. You see, I typed in redeeming time. In Google, and there's openbible.info is what I use. So whatever, whenever that pops up in Google, I go to that. Ephesians 5, 16, 5, 16 making the best use of the time, things are evil. Am I making the best use of my time? If I want my dreams to happen in a certain time, if I want things to happen in a certain time, am I making the best use of the time that I have right now? And in, 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 in order for me to enjoy the time I want to enjoy, I got to embrace and engage the time properly. Colossians 4, 5, walking wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Psalms 92 is one of my favorites. So teach us, go God, to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What that verse basically says, that teach me how to number my days, to be able to, to be in the day, 
to to number them, to to examine them, to make sure that I'm that I'm living them right, so I can begin to say, okay, if these last five days of the week, last seven days didn't do too well, okay, what adjustments can I make in these days so I can make these days better and gain wisdom? Hope they help, my friend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Linguist says, how are you supposed to feel when what you wanted to do you couldn't accomplish? Well. Let me help you with this, my friend. I put a lot of people that I coach through through this. I talk about the six steps to legacy, the six steps to, to generational impact, to impacting your life and others. Six steps. In order for me to impact, have great impact on people's lives, to impact the world for God's glory, I have to have something to end, use to impact it. See, God always gives us big dreams of what we want to have because he knows that having will make us do something. So in order for me to impact them, I got to have something to impact them. I got to have money to impact them. A broke person can't impact nobody. I got to have resources to impact them. I have to have the right kind of mindset to impact them. I have to right, have the right emotional uh, emotion sets to impact them, tool sets, skill sets to impact them. I got to have uh, the right skills to impact them, right? So in order for me to make this big impact, I got to have something to use to impact them. In order for me to have what I desire to have, to impact who or what I desire to impact, I got to do more. In order for me to do more, to have more, to impact more, I have to be more. I have to become more. In order for me to become more, to do more, to have more, to impact more, I got to believe more. In order for me to believe more, to be more, to do more, to have more, to impact more, I got to be more aware. I got to be more aware of who God is. I got to be more aware of who I am. I got to be more aware of these open doors in my life so that I can believe more, become more, do more, have more, and, uh, and impact more. So you got to get out your feelings. If you didn't accomplish it, could it be the reason why you didn't accomplish it is because you had nothing to use to accomplish it? Could it be that you didn't do enough to accomplish it? Could it be that you haven't become enough to accomplish it? Could it believe that you have you don't believe enough to accomplish more? Or could it be that you're not aware enough anymore to believe at a certain level, to be at a certain level, to do at a certain level, to have at a certain level, to accomplish and have an impact at a certain level? Delta Jim says, I have had to close doors to rock. That's right. We got to close doors to un to unuseful friendships, relationships. I'm so glad it was a random word for you. T Dream says, do you think what God has put you on the earth to do will feel like a nine to five man fulfillment, man? You can do it all day, many days in wisdom, in context. Yeah, man. It ain't going to listen. When, when it's your purpose, when it's your passion, it don't feel like a job. There's going to be some things about you ain't going to like, but, it, but it's going to feel all right. Day or night, that's how it is. It ain't going to, don't worry too much about it feeling like a nine to five because it's going to be forever and forever. It's going to be all day. You know? I got to go. Um, let me see one more. Amen, my brother, sister. Thank you. Ooh, yeah. What does it mean when you are finding negative in all my friends when I know I'm not perfect? Oh, let me see, read again. What does it mean when you are finding negative in all my friends when I know I'm not perfect? Well, I'm not sure about your question, my friend. Let me see if you put it in. What does it mean when you are finding negative neg negativity in all my friends when I know I'm not perfect? Well, 
just keep your eyes on yourself. You know, you don't want to be nitpicking. You could be you just have a gift, you know, that you're able to see certain things. But I will, the Bible says in order to take the speck out of your brother's eye, you got to take the beam out of yours. So don't worry about, you know, don't get so caught up on trying to be perfect because you're not going to be perfect. You got to allow the perfect work of Christ to create create you or remove the imperfections. Um, but to focus on chopping that beam off. Then you will be the at the right temperament with the right words to be able to help them with their speck out of their eye. Patience to reach for every season. That's right. Amen. You're so welcome, my friend. You're so welcome. You're so welcome, my friend. No problem. Okay, that's all the questions. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with them. Make sure you check out a lot of great resources, man. A lot of great resources. I'm going to have to go through them. It takes me a while. <laughs> uh, to have my latest book, Multi-Purpose. Great book. They'll be fine and fulfill your multiple purpose in life. You just don't have one purpose, my friend. You have multiple. And this book right here is going to transform the way you see purpose and how and cause you to be a purpose pursuer in, in all areas of your life. Also, check out our merch. Well done. I got the shirt on right now. Well done, WD. Well done. It's the movement. Helping us to be, be well, to do well, so we can position ourselves to hear well done from God. If you're struggling with soul ties, strongholds, man, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will help you. The Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, just like that bird in the cage. Some of us, Jesus already opened up the cage, but we got to fly through it. Freedom is not about being set free. Freedom is flying in that freedom. And this book will help you understand soul ties, strongholds at another level to help you um remove those things out your life. If you got a person or situation in front of you, you don't know if it's God's man, God's woman for you or God's situation for you, and you don't want to entertain that counterfeits or you don't want to entertain counterfeits anymore, then this book Counterfeit or Counterpart will help you better understand so you'll be able to discern deeper and not be married to a creeper. <laughs> so this book right here will be a blessing to you. Uh, if you struggle with your emotions, man, and your feelings are all in the way, causing you to flood. Everything in your life is flooded because of your feelings. You don't know how to respond well. And you want to get back to the facts so you can get back to fulfilling your purpose in life. This book, Facts and Feelings, will be a great journal and book for you to really help you process your feelings on a day-to-day -day basis. If you want to hold things better, you're like, man, I'm not holding my life well. I'm not holding my family well. I'm not holding uh, my, my, my whatever well. And you want to make sure that you're whole because God is not going to pour into a cracked glass because he knows God is, a God, God is not a God of waste. And so if you really want people to taste from your life, you can't have wasting your life, right? So this book, The Holiness Journal, will help you hold things better by understanding wholeness. Also check out our card games, uh, Whole, which is a great interactive card game. And I, 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 need, I need to share more light on my card games for, for sure. If you want to better understand the purpose of your singleness so you can maximize your singleness, so you can enjoy the life of mingleness with that special person, then this book's going to help you understand the purpose of it and be able to love your singleness. Because if you can you if you... You ain't going to love marriage if you don't love your singleness. You, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to enjoy marriage if you ain't enjoying your singleness. I'm telling you, my friends, the stuff you learn in singleness will help you maintain the mingleness, okay? If you're in a situation right now, dating, single, whatever, you just want to position yourself to date your love of your life forever, and you want to make sure, even if you're talking to someone right now, you want to make sure you guys are on the same sentence, on the same paragraph, on the same page, then check out the pages inside this book, Dating Prep. It's going to ask a lot of questions for y'all both to go through. And see how he responds, see how you respond, see how she responds, to see how you respond to make sure, hey, should we even be responding to the relationship? Dating prep be a great, great resource for you. If you have a young person, third, fourth grade up, you want them to get into their art, 
and getting to their purpose early. This book, as he says, as for the students I serve, is a great book full of proverbial points, insights, and uh, also got a, a YouTube channel called As He Says. Uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Azzy. Great there, great videos for young people to better understand who they are in Christ. If you struggle with spiritual warfare and you want to get to learning how to whoop, whoop and cut through and, and, and know how to you know operate with your weaponry and your your uh your uh, arm, armor of God, this book World War Me will be a great resource for you. And so, yeah, man, if you need you need help in the area, that book would be great for you. All these books, card games, especially. Our mentoring programs, if you're in a place right now, especially mindset, whether you are successful or you're a person that's really going through it, if you need help to shift your mindset, to shift your world, check out my Mindset Mastery Program. Also check out the Purpose Mastery Program. Check out all these mentorship opportunities. My Wholepreneur Holistic Success Programs. Get in there, man. Fill out the application. You can see if you could qualify to be a part of those programs. Uh, uh, like I say all the time, YouTube, I'm going to pour for free. I'm going to help you guys. Those programs are priced. Those programs, you're going to get a little bit more uh, engagement, more tools and resources. But ultimately, you're going to get the outcome you desire. I've done all the work for you. All you got to do is work the work that's already been done for you. And I believe that your mindset will shift. I got testimonies coming in. I'm about to release them. These people, these 17 people in these, my program right now, man, their minds are shifting. Purposes are discovered. Purposes are maximized. Get in there today. Uh, my, uh, MyCoachJosh.com. Go to the coaching tab. Get into one of those programs. I can't wait to see you in the Zooms. Can't wait to see you and help walk with you throughout this life. But ultimately, see your eyes and see your life at that place that you've already desired to be. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with your questions and listening to this. As dating prep, I need to do audio books. It's, it's a worksheet. So it's, it's going to be very hard to do audio in that. It's, it's, it's like 200 questions box for you to fill out. Is this work? Well, most of my books are workbooks, so it might be very difficult for them to be audio books. The purpose of this book, I could probably turn into audio books. Some other books I could turn to audio books, uh, but a lot of my books are more heavy and, and practical worksheets type things like that, my friend. Uh, yes, my brother, I was on vacation, fam. I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get into everybody's application on Monday. <laughs> so I was on vacation. I did see your email, but um, I was on vacation. I'm gonna get. I'm going to uh, look at your application and get in contact with you next week for sure. Uh, what is the way to avoid spiritual arguments? Man, don't argue. Don't waste your energy. Coach Joshua, I pray for much success that you continue to walk in God's word. Thank you so much, Spitty Sprags. God is faithful. That's the only way I'm going to be faithful. Uh, you're so welcome. God bless you. Thank you all so much for all your support, all your love. And if you want to give and support what we do, we we'll appreciate it in advance as well. Um, if this has been a blessing to you and you feel that unction from the Holy Spirit to give, we'll appreciate that in advance. All that on my website, mycoachjosh.com. Um, how do I begin to bring, I gotta go. I, ah, that's, but you said daughter though, fam. And I got a daughter. So I, I, last one, I gotta go. How do I begin to bring the word into my daughter's life without being overbearing? You gotta be the word. Be the word. Most things are caught than taught. So my daughter's only 10 months old, but right now I'm living out the word of God over life. I'm living it out. Like before I kiss her, I kiss my wife. Like I want her to see from a young age what, what, a, what a man, how a man's supposed to be with women. You see what I'm saying? And so the, you got to be the word because most things are caught and taught. When they catch it, then you can, then you can help them explain it. You can explain it. All right. And so to bring the word into your daughter's life, just love on her. 
be the word. Then she'll want to be in the word. Hope to help my friend. Love y'all. Hope y'all was blessed by this. I catch y'all next time. Thank y'all so much for watching. Subscribe, like, hit the bell, all that good stuff. If you listen to my podcast, listen with audio. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, uh, you're on my website right now. Thank you for uh, going through it. Hope you are enjoying it. Um, y'all be blessed. Catch y'all next time. Peace.